Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast, episode 12. I am your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are going to be talking about some of the anime that we are watching in the winter of 2019. This also includes some anime that are from previous seasons or years as well. So to start things off, uh, the first anime that we are actually going to talk about is, or that I would like to talk about a little bit, is The Rising of the Shield Hero. The synopsis of it is, stories of old tell of four otherworldly heroes wielding the sword, spear, bow, and shield who defended the land from wave after wave of calamity. With the fate of the world in balance, the kingdom of uh, Malaromus summons these legendary figures in modern day japan they the call is answered and the unwitting heroes are transported to this fantasy universe thrust into uh the kingdom and given the title of shield hero otaku naofumi uh is labeled the weakest due to his lack of offensive capability and apparent inexperience. When the heroes part ways to start their journeys, his only companion, willing companion, the beautiful princess Malti, however, she soon betrays him, steals all his money, and accuses him of taking advantage of her. For his alleged crimes, he is branded a criminal and made outcast of society. With hatred filling his heart, he sets out alone, vowing vengeance against those who wronged him. Now, I feel like that's a actually a fairly accurate synopsis of the series. Um, it definitely starts off with him being accused, in that, and that's episode one. And I don't know about you, if I was in his shoes, I would definitely also be pretty bitter about how, how I was treated simply because of this. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. The awesome part about this, and the, I would want to say the, the marketing, if you will, about this whole thing was they released a 45-minute first episode preview. And what I mean by that is they released the, the episode one in its entirety, minus the opening credits and the ending credits. And it was 45 minutes of pure story. And it got me excited. I watched it like three or four times. Oh, yeah. No, I I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. It was, it was great that they did that for the first 45 minutes. They didn't leave you with this random cliffhanger. Like, well, that's kind of messed up. It's like, no, they set up everything for this. They, they, it, it was truly done tastefully, I feel. Um, yeah. Whereas other anime would have been akin to cutting you off at the half hour mark where he was accused of rape and stripped of everything. Right. And the last the last scene probably would have been him throwing the money here, take this too, and walking out and then freeze frame and then like turn the, the drawing into a, a water mark, if you will, kind of thing, and then roll credits. But with this one, they're like, you know what? No, that I don't think that's enough to hook you. Now he sees this this pitiful slave and he's like, I think I want her. And then done and you're like oh yes 
And I was, I'm not going to lie. I was real disappointed when I watched it the next time that when it was supposed to come out only to realize it was the exact same thing I had already seen. But there was so much controversy around it because it does highlight false rape accusations and slavery and all these negative things that we see in the real world where we're like, this is horrible. But in game world, it's completely normal and second nature almost. If I may. Not the rape one. If I may, may. Um, this anime is considered controversial in Western society. It's not considered that at all in Japan. They don't see it like that. They see it as a great story, a great development for the hero and everything else. Now, I might add also that the four heroes aren't all from the same universe. It's not even a game yeah. world. It's They are all from parallel versions of Japan. So... It, it gives each one their own specific story and how they're coming about. And you can tell who's gullible and who's not. Um, it starts off with our, our pro tag being gullible and, and being taken advantage of right off the bat. But he's betrayed and instantly has distrust in everyone. Hence why he goes for a slavery. Now the person he's enslaved isn't human. They're a demi human. They're, they're half animal, half, half human. And when they level up, they age. So it, it definitely gives that kind of a, a retrospect in regard to it. Now, as the story progresses on, I feel, uh, it, it's, it, it's definitely developing wonderfully. It is, it is rated PG 13. Two, uh, yeah. I might add, so it doesn't have anything super gory or, or controversial in that regard. Uh, but there, there is blood. There is more blood in this than there was in Naruto. Say now, the cool part about it is it's not done in an excessive manner. You are correct. It is PG thirteen, and in just like a game, you start off with minor creatures such as balloon monsters. And they pop with no actual internal organs or anything like that. With And they leave the, the balloon behind as the reward or the, the husk, if you will. And the stronger you get, the, the bigger prey you're allowed to hunt, essentially. And you finally get to like bunnies and, um, well, monster bunnies, technically. And then rabid wolf dog things. And when you kill them, they do bleed and they do give you a hide and stuff like that. So just like a regular game, the stronger the opponent, the more realistic um, attributes. And it's kind of cool. And the stronger he gets, the more he's able to feed his shield and the more abilities he's able to unlock. Right. And so it's also, it's also kind of important to notice that his treatment is of the nature where everybody else is being handed everything. He has to earn it. For instance, he has to read in order to learn spells. Right. And, and this don't. is truly uh, where it really sets it apart from a lot of the other ones where uh, most of the people, when they're summoned into a new world, they're instantly OP'd or they're given everything off the bat. Whereas if this is a nice change of pace and it is not that at all, he has to earn everything and he gets it through the mistrust of others as well. So he doesn't trust anyone and he bullies everyone into treating him fairly or giving him the same deals or rates that everyone else gets. Now, we just had episode seven, I believe, just aired and it airs on Wednesdays uh, here in uh, the US. Anyways, it airs Wednesdays and uh, it is slated for 25 episodes in total. So I'm... To be perfectly honest, that is... I hope that they go for more after this because it is such a great thing. Two seasons might not be enough. Right. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. Um, more more than this. I, I would love to have more than this. I mean, like, honestly, if they stopped at 25 and they continue writing it, 
I, I'm probably going to end up going reading the the light novel that it's based on. This is so good. I'm going to have to agree. It's very similar to um, Attack on Titan as far as the addictiveness and how good the storytelling is. Um, so I, this is probably one of the few that I would actually go past the anime and look up and look into. Yep. All right. So what's uh, what's the next one? Well, um, <laughs> my personal goodness. Uh, do you remember One Punch Man? I do. At all? Well, uh, the same author, uh, I believe his name is One, ironically enough, um, wrote a an anime called Mob Psycho 100, and it just came out with another season, which is why I believe it fits into the criteria of winter 2019. Um, and it, the, so here's the plot. Shingo Kayagami, I, I don't really know how to say that last name, unfortunately, uh, is an average middle school boy nicknamed Mob for lacking a sense of presence. Although he looks like an inconspicuous person, he's in fact a powerful character, a powerful esper with immense psychic power or ability. To keep from losing control of this power, he constantly lives a life under an emotional shackle. In order to help learn how to control his ability, Mob works as an asset or sorry, as an assistant to a con mad named Regan, Regan, a self-proclaimed psychic. Mom wants to live a normal life just like those around him, but a barrage of trouble keeps coming after him with his suppressed emotions growing inside Mom. Little by little, his power threatens to break through its limits as he eventually encounters other powerful espers. Now, the cool part about this is every episode is a closed episode. What I mean by that is you have a problem and a solution in the same episode. Now, it does follow a linear story path, which is which is nice, um, but it doesn't give you any cliffhangers like next time on and stuff like that. So if you know a fight is coming, you don't have to wait another week to see the fight. And when a conflict is coming, you don't have to wait a week for the resolution. It's just it's given to you right then and there with a hint of what's to come. And each episode is so well done. It it brings you back successfully every single time. Even if it's a filler episode, I, I enjoyed most of the episodes, if not all of them. Now, I have season seen uh, the first season. I have not seen the second one. Um, would you, like, uh, how, how many episodes is this one? Is it slated for the same number of episodes as the first season, or? Um, I don't really have an end date as far as when it's supposed to stop. Um, I know that the first season is 12 episodes. The second season is supposed to also be 12 episodes, but it's an ongoing manga, so I'm hoping it continues on forward. The difference between the first season and the second season, the first season, it's kind of like introducing him and introducing all the characters and introducing all the bad essential people and showing you that he's that much stronger than everybody else. The second season allows him to evolve on an emotional, personal scale. Like You'll notice he's in the bodybuilding thing so he can get a better body and not like to look all muscular, but to have like a regular person's endurance walking a mile without dying, basically <laughs> lifting, you know, a five pound backpack without keeling over because it's so heavy, that kind of thing. Um, but in this one, he, he learns in the most recent episodes, he's actually learned to say no. Whereas before he was a doormat and he was a, a, the yes man reluctantly, he would say no 
but he would do it anyway. So if I'm like, hey, Jack, I need you to write this paper for me and you start to protest, I'm like, oh no, you're great at it. I know you can do it. You'll do it so much better than me. I'll pick it up by five. And I walk away, not giving you an opportunity to say anything more. And you reluctantly do it because I'm depending on you. He's very similar to that way. Whereas Reagan will be like, hey, I need you to come here, click. And he's like, but I'm with my friends right now. Or Reagan's expecting him to show up. And he's like, hey guys, I got to go. Um, my, my, my job's calling me where, and and later on he goes, you know what? No, you got to stand on your own two feet. You got to stop calling me on such short notice. I have a life too. I've been working really hard and this, this second season is the progression, which is really awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, definitely sounds pretty good. A nice contrast from the first season to the second season where he was trying to you know, build up his physical strength and attributes in that sense. And now he's trying to develop himself with a little bit more character is what it sounds like. Um, yeah. Right on. It's in uh, 12 episodes, just like the first season. So it'll be a, it'll be a nice quick short series uh, that I will probably have to start watching again, since I liked really enjoyed the first season. Uh, the in general, I feel like it, it'll continue on a very good note and probably we'll see more of it coming out in uh, future seasons. I'm at least I'm hoping that in, in any ways I'm hoping as well. It seems like it, it could go the distance as far as withstanding the test of time, because it's not, it's not over the top. If that makes any sense. And it just, it, it gives you a story that it's relatable and it is funny Yeah, at times. So, but let's, uh, let's see what you're looking at. Uh, All right. My next pick for the one that I am actually currently watching is The Promised Neverland. Um, The brief synopsis is uh, a grace field house. Uh, Life couldn't be better for the orphans. Uh, though they have no parents together of all the kids, uh, they have this the overlooker called Mama, who is very kind and cares for them. Uh, they form one big happy family. No child is ever overlooked, especially since they all are adopted at the age of 12, or at least by the age of 12. Their daily lives involve rigorous tests, but afterwards, they're allowed to uh, play outside. There is only one rule they must obey. Do not leave the orphanage. But one day, uh, two of the top scoring orphans, Emma and Norman, venture past the gate and unearth the harrowing secret behind the entire existence. Utilizing their quick wittedness, the children must work together to somehow change their predicted fate. Now, this anime is very, uh, very heavily on the psychological portion of it. Um, and you learn actually throughout the series as well. I mean, it's first of all, you learn that the children are actually being given to uh, demons or what they consider to be demons. And you also learn about four episodes, five episodes in that where they are, the Gracefield house, it's actually a farm. And the children are all basically the product of that farm. And they like uh, a plant. Yep. Basically, they're like a plant. They're human plants. So the reason why they uh, are no older than 12 by the time they go is because that's when they're at the peak of tastiness, apparently. And it also deals with the size of their brain um, or not the size of their brain, but how intelligent they are. So if you have a lower score when you're going through those rigorous tests, you're your first one gone. That is that is horrific. Yeah. And so their whole plan is to learn how to escape or they're trying to escape. And uh, you find out that they're 
the third guy whose name is Ray, he actually knew about it since he was like six years old. And and he's been basically a spy for Mama. Now, another interesting thing is Mama, the, the caretaker of the facility, it's always a woman. And you also learn that they used to be one of the orphans. And through perseverance and and diligence, they're able to become their own mama of a farm. That's horrific. It is a really horrific, but really intriguing anime. And it is also at seven episodes long currently. It is slated for 12. So I'm really interested to seeing how it ends. Um, I, I I really cannot wait for it to, to at least kind of show a conclusion for it uh but it is it they they do such a wonderful job where you're just like the people that are bad you're like i really i really don't like you like you drive me up a wall like but who is who who in there is actually bad mama and then they introduce another character named who's called a sister kona and she is like you could tell she is off her rocker she's like not all there because she talks to a, a a a doll and, and you can tell she's just she's not all there she wants to become mama she wants to be in charge of her own farm so bad that she is doing everything she can to make sure that she becomes that and it ended the last episode it ended on with her receiving a letter saying that she's going back out so you learn about about the farm how they're being chosen and and some of the more underlying features of it all and and it is riveting enough for me to co- keep coming back you know, so you learn the clothes, the reason why their clothes are that way, they're well fed and everything like that is because they are the product of that farm. So I'm kind of curious, the, this premise, you start with what? How many kids do you think? Uh, the average? I don't know. I mean, they... How many kids are at this orphanage? They don't say, They don't really specify. Oh, okay. Well, how many main characters are you able to identify? You're able to identify three, and then they're talking to two others. But, I mean, like, if you had to count, I mean, like, maybe 20, 30 people are at that orphanage with one caretaker? Sorry. Um, so, out of the 25, 30 kids that are there... Only one will survive to become a caretaker themselves. Uh, only if they are able to persuade people that that's what they want or if they are chosen. At the age of 12, okay. it doesn't matter. At age 12, you're gone. So the three main protagonists oh. all become 12 soon and they're all the top scorers. And if you're top scoring, you get to stay there longer if you do perfect on your scores. If you have the lowest score, you're gone. You're 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 someone's food. So Mama isn't twelve yet. No, Mama is older than twelve. She's thirty-one, I believe. This is what they said. So Mama was a, a successful top of her class twelve-year-old, basically. Basically, she kept pushing, and she, at the recommendation of her Mama, was able to become a Mama herself. Oh no! So yeah. you're basically perpetuating your your you're saving yourself by sacrificing hundreds of others. Yes, that's intriguing. It is really good. Um, the animation also kind of reminds me a little bit of Dragon Ball in in the terms of uh, the style of it. So really, yeah, just a little bit, just just a tad. Is it a fighting anime? You think? No, not at all. So it's a mental game, essentially. Holy mental! It is a. I would classify it as maybe a, a psychological thriller. You know, looking at it, a psychological thriller drawn by the animators from Dragon Ball. That that that's something to look forward to, I think. So I'm going to I'm going to give that one a shot, maybe two or three episodes. How many did it take for you to get into it, do you think? 
I would I would say by the second episode, I was drawn into it. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, it sounds interesting. It sounds nice as far as uh, something to occupy the empty hours of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but let's move on to my choice. Are, are you okay with that? Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, All right. My choice, uh, my next choice, is something that I personally feel is a strong candidate for best of this season. Ooh. Um, I'm biased. I'm biased. I know. But best new one of the season. Um, and that is that time I got reincarnated as a slime. So the time I got reincarnated as a slime um, is a Japanese fantasy light novel series by Fuse and illustrated by Mitz Van. Or Va. It was a series online or serialized online between 2013 and 2016 on the user-generated novel publishing website. I'm not even going to try. The Shozuki Ni Naro. I did try. And yet you tried. Yes, and I did try. <laughs> Uh, it was acquired by Micro Magazine, who published the first light novel volume in 2013. Twelve novels have been released as of July of 2018, and the light novel has been licensed by North America Yen Press, okay. who also published uh, vo- the first volume in 2017, December. Well, this is just the history of it. So the plot of this one is uh, S- uh, Satoru Mikiyami. Mikami? I I'm horrible with last names, unfortunately. Well, names in general, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, He's an average 37-year-old worker from Tokyo with no girlfriend who was asked for marriage advice by Tamura. After meeting him and his partner, Miho, who who on the streets, he is stabbed to death by a passing robber. And he's reincarnated into another world as a slime with the ability to devour other creatures and obtain their abilities, making some requests during his death, or after making some requests during his death. Upon making friends with the dragon Veldora, the slime known as Rimuru Tempest embarks on a journey to find a way to free Veldora from his seal, encountering many different races away. That's the plot. To go a little bit farther into his request, on dying, he was like, you know, I really don't, it's kind of cold. And then he's got this thing in his head saying, oh, okay. So inability to feel cold, inability to feel hot. And it's like uh, when you start a game, you you use your skill points to acquire abilities for your character. And one of the things he jokingly says is that he's still a virgin and that you you might even be able to get great sage mode because you know, only wise men are able to last that long without succumbing to the wiles of a woman. And he's given the great sage ability where anything he asks in this new world after he was reincarnated is answered by this computer so to speak. And (laughs) he goes through life and he's like, I don't really know what's going on for the first, I want to say two years of his reincarnation. And he's just in this cave as a slime. He just starts eating everything. And he's like, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do as a slime. What does a slime do? A slime eats stuff. All right, let's start eating stuff. And he starts eating all the plants, all the rocks in this huge cave, just devouring everything he has access to. It takes a while for him to do it. And he realizes that he has a almost unlimited supply of space in his body for the things that he eats. And and he can actually call them all out again, too. So it's not that he, he stores it all. He's able to not only store it, 
but he can bring it back out. He can recreate or duplicate it if he has all the materials to recreate or duplicate those materials as well. Create other objects if he's able to scan it. Um, and it also goes for the monsters. So when he takes in those monsters, he's not even just taking on their abilities. He's able to also recreate how they look. Also, when he consumes something, he is able to learn about that item or, or monster or whatever else. Um, and so the great sage also is able to give him all this information about everything else that goes on. Now, uh, he consumes the, uh, barrier with the dragon in it. Valdron, I think is what the name is. Uh, yeah. and in order to try and figure out a way to be able to break that barrier and release him because he considers him to be a kind of a kindred spirit. You also learn that, People are either summoned or recreated in that world as well. Not everyone, just select people are. And these people who are summoned are actually much stronger, but they they gain that power, but they have a lifespan of about 10 years. Right. Unfortunately. And to give you an idea, uh, someone who is summoned is typically summoned as a hero for a country. And once their duty is done, they throw them away essentially because the lifespans are so short. Incarnated has a unique ability. Uh, for instance, the slimes unique ability, Rimuru's uh, special ability. The slimes ability is predator and it allows him to consume these other animals like you were saying, but not just consume them, but replicate them. So when he goes into their form, he's at the highest point that they're able to evolve given his magic level. So when he absorbs the base dire wolf, he becomes the dire wolf with two spikes on his head and it's like the thunder or something. I, I, I don't know the name of it, but it's the highest form of evolution that he's able to, to encompass. And he's able to use certain abilities independent of their bodies. For instance, he absorbs a spider and he's able to throw sticky web out um, without having transformed into the spider. Um, so that's kind of cool. And he starts building his perfect society if you call it that. Of, well, he's not uh, really trying to build his perfect society. He's just trying to build a society that he feels would be appropriate in general. And one of the things <laughs> I truly enjoy about this anime is that um, he's portrayed to be the strongest at the beginning because he's so OP'd. But then as the story has been progressing on, you learn that he by far is not the strongest by any means. He's just really intelligent and smart in how he approaches things. So he doesn't have to be the absolute strongest, nor does he have a desire to be the strongest. He just wants to have a peaceful, nonchalant kind of life is, is one of the things he's really shooting for. Now, the anime as a whole right now, um, I feel is great. It's really progressing along nicely. Uh, it's got great character development all the way through it so far. Um, and it's slated for 25 episodes, I believe, uh, in that regard. Plus an OVA. Plus an OVA. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping it rounds out really nicely in the end. Uh, it's starting It's starting to ramp up right now. Um, but going back to your point as far as he wants to leave a simple life, that's literally all he wants. Yeah. And because of his power, people keep thrusting more and more responsibility on him, which is why he built his own civilization. And he's trying to create treaties with everybody. And since we're on episode 20, we only have five episodes to resolve the biggest issue 
of him having to potentially face the demon lord of that time. One of the one of the demon lords of that time. He's befriended true, a couple true. of others and even created a treaty with one of them as well. Um, very, very true. Uh, but with only five episodes. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting with only five episodes being left. I am really interested to see how everything's going to kind of round out in the end and just truly kind of hopefully give a great closure and not leave an open ending like what we have been watching lately. I have a very strong suspicion that's going to be an open ending <sighs> to either encourage us <laughs> to either encourage us to watch, read the manga or hopefully encourage the network to produce a season three. Uh, I'm I'm hoping they continue with another season, or if they do the OVA, I just hope the OVA provides the closure that I so desperately crave all the time. I really do. <laughs> well, speaking of closure and giving you what you crave, I think that brings us to the end of uh, this podcast. Well, at least this for episode. today and this episode only, <laughs> not the end of the podcast. I hope not. Anyways, um, in general, I feel the animes that we are currently watching are great. There are others out there that uh, we are both watching in the episodes to come. We may even talk about them. Uh, if you would like to know what those are, feel free to reach out to us at feudalanimepodcast at gmail.com and uh, we will be happy to respond to you. Uh, please also don't forget we are on iTunes as well, so please give us a rating, leave a review, and also don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher. Until next time. Later, man. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.